Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there, you who listens to this show. Thanks for doing that. If you live in Toronto or can get to the city easily enough, I urge you to please consider attending one or possibly even both of the live tapings we're doing for the show this week. The first taping is part of Spur Festival, a national festival of politics, art, and ideas. We're doing a long night with Vishkana talk show with special guests Hadani Ditmars, a noted journalist and the author of Dancing in the No-Fly Zone, A Woman's Journey Through Iraq, Dr. Karis Mazzarella, an emergency physician at St. Joseph's Healthcare Hamilton, and the lead physician for the Transgender Care Program at Quest Community Health Center in St. Catharines, and Omar Musa, a celebrated Malaysian-Australian rapper, poet, and the author of the acclaimed novel Here Come the Dogs. This taping takes place on Friday, April 8th at 8 p.m., at the Transac, located at 292 Brunswick Avenue in Toronto. Then, the next night, there's a live Creative Control episode featuring a conversation with CBC Radio's Pia Chattopadhyay and Nathan Lore of the Minotaurs, who celebrate the release of their new album, Weird Waves, by playing a set right after our talk. The, the taping begins at 8 p.m. at the Drake Underground, located at 1150 Queen Street West in Toronto. Now, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but if these shows go well and people come out for them, then I get to do more of these shows and then I can feed my family. So please, for the love of God, come see me talk to people on April 8th and April 9th in Toronto. Thank you. I love you. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening The Lady in the Van, The Revenant, The Lobster, Eddie the Eagle, and more. And it's a busy week at the E-Bar, with three Kazoo Fest shows taking place. On Wednesday, April 6th, see Julie Dwarren, Napies, and Nicolette and the Nobodies. On Thursday, April 7th, see Minotaurs, Tenderness, and Emei. And on Friday, April 8th, see Bonjay, Above Top Secret, Howlin' Monk, and DJ Jungle Cat. The Bookshelf is an independently owned cultural hub located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph, Ontario. 
For more info about the bookshelf's hours, listings, blogs, directions, accessibility, and to order books from their online store from anywhere in the world, please visit the newly designed bookshelf.ca. Creative Control with Vish inventive pop band who hail from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Founded by singer-guitarist Nicholas Everett and singer-bassist Eliza Niemi, Mauno have toured the country, but have yet to release a record, which they're currently working on and will eventually be put out by the E-Day Fix label in Toronto. Mauno are playing some shows in the near future, including an appearance at Kazoo Fest at a boxing gym on Saturday, April 9th. Here for a chat are Nick and Eliza of Mauno. Hi, Eliza. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm well. I'm well. And, and Nick, are you there? How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm here. Hi, I'm I'm well. I just had a big uh, big ass smoothie. You had a what? <laughs> I had a I had a big old smoothie. I says. Oh, you had a smoothie. That sounds refreshing. What was in the smoothie? Uh oh, it was uh, peaches and blueberries and some uh, uh, a little bit of uh, oatmeal and I don't know, so, you know, some things, mango juice. Is that like a is, fruity gruel? Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that the guise of smoothie <laughs> is that a typical uh meal supplement or replacement for you a smoothie yeah it's a it's a traditional east coast uh meal actually <laughs> it's the touring musician special <laughs> yeah. those yeah. are they do come in handy when you're on the road don't they absolutely yeah something that fits in a in a tim's cup anything that does Right. Yeah, you get the generator and the blender going in the backseat. <laughs> <laughs> Little assembly line. You're making yeah. your own smoothies in the van? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> that would be safe. You could do that. I'm sure there's a, a device that would uh, enable... Imagine that. Can you just imagine? You guys, that should be a merch item that you sell to other bands. I was just about to say, there's a there's a business plan. Mm-hmm. We're always trying to think of unconventional things to sell besides besides our merch. So maybe Mano smoothies is a is the next big thing. <laughs> absolutely. I've, I've always... Uh, I used to tour playing folk music and I used to grab some uh, produce from the market and sometimes sell it like raspberries or something like that. Just mark it up a couple of dollars. Yeah. Touched by lead guitarist. <laughs> it's a whole new world for you guys. Yeah. Now, where are, are you guys both in Halifax right now? Yeah, we're both in my living room in Halifax. And how are my things kitchen. in Halifax these days? Uh, the weather's kind of demented right now, actually. Um, it was sunny a moment ago and raining. And the hardest rain I've seen in probably eight months in Halifax for about 15 seconds. 
uh, and now it's just sort of, uh, yes, yeah, this, this weird afterglow of wind. Yeah. Strangely warm, moist. <laughs> you do you do get strange weather in Halifax, don't you? Yeah, if, if if we get here in the in Ontario, if we get like a bad rainstorm or it's slightly windy, you guys have had almost a hurricane. Yeah, but sporadically and somehow, yeah, definitely worse, consistently worse. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I, I mean, is everything else going well? Like civic, is there any political issue or I don't know if anything's going on that people should be aware of? Or that, that, is there anything that you're, that you're all talking about? That's what's going on right now. The whole city is messed with exams. Everyone should be aware of my German exam coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Send good vibes eastward. <laughs> Gute Vibes. <laughs> now, I think there is some confusion, at least within me, about Mauno's status, because I saw you guys play at the E-Day Fix celebration, like the anniversary celebration uh, in February, right? And then you guys had a new lineup that I'd never seen you play with before. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was exciting. And, and there's two new people in the band uh, compared to other times I'd seen them. And then, but then Nick, you were telling me that things actually might be slowing down for Mauno for a while. Is that right? Uh, we're taking a little bit of a break for the summer. Um, Eliza's actually, you can explain if you want. Yeah, um, I, uh, I'm going to university in Germany for a few months this summer which I just uh, found out about slash decided to do a few weeks ago. So we've been madly trying to adjust our plans accordingly. Love you guys. Thank you <laughs> for accommodating. Uh, yeah, so I'll be coming back for Sappy Fest at the end of July. So you, why are you going to Germany? Uh, well, I'm studying. I'm going to be finishing my undergrad there. So I'm studying German and philosophy at Dalhousie. No, why? why uh, this, that's a, that sounds interesting. Why, why are you interested in German studies per se um well i'm doing a degree called european studies uh so you can basically take anything with european content plus a language so all my favorite philosophers were german so i decided to do my language in german oh okay interesting and is your is your is your own background german uh, i think i'm like an eighth german on my mother's side i'm actually mostly finnish which is where niemi is from and also mauno is a really common finnish name it's the name of my dad's dad Right. Um, but yeah, there's there's some uh, some German in there. <laughs> okay, so so you're gonna be gone until uh, you said? Did you say until around Sappy Fest? Uh, yeah. So yeah, around then. <laughs> so like August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beginning of August. So Mauno is uh, not going to be doing much at all. Is that what you're saying, Nick? Uh, well, we're gonna be taking a a break until Eliza comes back um and then we'll be playing a bunch of different things in August, September and October. Well, a break a break from shows, we're definitely going to keep our chops up, hopefully do some writing. Oh, definitely do some writing like we're constantly going and we're we're working on the record right now. We've got almost all the beds down and uh just needs to be fleshed out. Okay. So I want to ask about the, the record in a little bit, but I want to uh, continue to try to dis- just learn a little bit more about you two because you're mm-hmm. a little mysterious uh to me. <laughs> I think to people who want to learn about you, uh, for instance, uh, I like so Eliza. You're you're a student. Is that your main thing? You're 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 studying German. That is your full time student. Is that the deal? Uh, yeah, 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 something like that. <laughs> okay, so you're full time. Part time barista. <laughs> right, and Nick, what do you do? Uh, I work odd jobs and I I write music and that's basically all I do. Um, I I procrastinate a lot. <laughs> okay, and what what kind of odd jobs do you have? 
Uh, I've done, uh, I've worked on farms, I've done property management, worked in kitchens, been a barista, I've done, you know, basic like carpentry stuff and landscaping and anything that gives you a little bit of money. Sold bread, really nice bread for a while, you know, just kind of anything where I don't need any references and they'll let me work. Right. <laughs> you, and that's a, that is a diverse <laughs> portfolio you have. It's, yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. So you uh, and you you, but you think of yourself as an artist first. Uh, I I write songs, but yeah, absolutely, I do. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's that's the one thing that uh, keeps me from from doing any one job for a very long time. I basically work as hard as I can, probably you know between forty and sixty hours a week when I'm working, and then I take eight months off and and do nothing but think about music and write. Well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. It's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good actually. Oh, okay. All right. No, that's, I'm just curious because, I, as I say, you're you're enigmatic, uh, m- mysterious people to me. <laughs> <laughs> not for long, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm trying to. This is just it. This is basically me trying to investigate you yeah. and learn things about you, but also to try to figure out what you know about each other. Like Eliza, can you tell me where 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 is Nick from originally? Who? <laughs> Uh, London, Ontario. London, Ontario. Okay, Nick, is that correct? It's a uh, ding ding. Yes, it is. Okay, it so is. you're from London, Ontario, correctly, and 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 Nick, where is Eliza from? Uh, Eliza's from Toronto, Ontario. You're two Ontario people. That when did you migrate to Halifax? Uh, I well, I came out here um, about seven years ago. Uh, I dropped out of high school and, and ended up on the East Coast. I was trying to find a job working on a boat, and I failed, and so I stayed in <laughs> Halifax because uh, nobody wanted to hire me as an 18-year-old to cross the Atlantic, which is what I had in mind when I first came out here. So romantic. <laughs> why, were you, why were you interested in working on a boat? Uh, because I could get off the continent, and I wanted to run away. Oh, uh, you did not have a... Uh, a pleasant home life? Oh no, I had I had a lovely family and a nice time growing up, but London uh did not treat me well uh growing up. It was uh it's it's, it's hard to be a, a little bit different there and not to have things thrown at you out of cars and being called a f-word from cars. Oh, I see. Time. Right. Yeah. Okay. A lot of abuse being thrown around. There's a there's a bleakness and I don't know if it's a post-industrial bleakness to London. There's something going on there. Uh, but then at the same time, there's things like, I mean, did you know Andy McGoffin of the House of Miracles when you were in London? I didn't at all, actually. I, I started playing music when I was about 17. So I played one, I think, one show before I left London. And then I only started playing music once I got out to Halifax. Right. Well, Andy, it was a, he had this recording studio called the House of Miracles in London. It's now in uh, Cambridge, Ontario. But yeah. he, uh, yeah, it's a... I don't know. He became this sort of beacon to make London feel like a, a nice, cool place. Uh, yeah. I, Simon Simon Larochette works out of what was formerly the House of Miracles in London. Um, it's called uh, Sugar Shack right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great studio. Yeah. we've uh, I've played shows there and recorded there, but I've never met Andy before. So Right. Okay. And Eliza, you uh, were born and raised in Toronto. Is that what I understand? Uh, yep. And, and and Toronto is a bit more diverse than London. 
Your, your words, not mine. <laughs> Did you enjoy living in Toronto? Uh, yeah, I loved it. I mean, don't really know anything else, but it was it was great. Nice. Was there anything particularly uh, unique or formative about your time in Toronto, Eliza? Hmm. Definitely had a great high school experience. I, I went to this art school just outside of Toronto called Etobicoke School of the Arts and uh, really loved it. Got to major in cello in high school, which was pretty amazing. Uh, played in some pretty hilarious bands, <laughs> some uh, some prog rock bands when I was like 15. And yeah, definitely met a lot of uh, great, interesting people. I mean, I don't want to make Nick feel bad, but you are a remarkable musician, Eliza. I, I really enjoy your bass playing. It's very, very good. Oh, thank you very much. It's much better than what Nick does. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make me feel bad at all. That's just No, I didn't. Honest. I shouldn't have said the last part. I was trying to just make her feel good. Without making you feel bad, but then as the it truth always hurts, it's, <laughs> it's, it got it's worse and worse. True, I, yeah, I know it well. Yeah. No, she's good, right? You got to admit she's good. Uh, yeah, easily the best musician in the band by a long shot. You're great. I like, I like this. Make him say more. <laughs> Nick, you're great too. Don't get me wrong. I just, I, I, I do think that when, when I see the band, I'm just like, holy crap! That bass, is, the bass is awesome. So it's good. I don't know. Lately, <laughs> I, of late, I've been more enamored with great bass playing. I feel like bass playing has. People are upping the bass game. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Lots of amazing bass players out there. Like Lots just, of cool stuff happening, like melodic. A lot of melodic bass playing is coming back. That's exactly what I was getting at. Yeah, it's the melodic stuff. It just It's busier, but it works. It's a good... I like that instrument. It's just a good... It's There's more to that thing than you'd think. You remember... You remember yeah, it's uh, incredibly underutilized. Do you remember Mike O'Neill I mean, of the Inbreds? Yeah, of course. Uh, I know... It's, Mike actually put us in touch with uh, Tin Angel overseas, who's might be re-releasing our first record. Um, come uh, soon. I don't know what the details are of that are yet because I, I have a hard time getting in touch with Rich. But um, yeah, so that might be happening. Oh, okay, yeah, Mike's a, a friend of mine too, and he's great. He did really interesting, innovative uh, things with bass play with a, with a as a bass player. Just I think out of necessity, he played in a two-piece band called the Inbreds. Yeah, exactly. No, his bass playing is unbelievable. Now, am I so? Am I wrong? I'm, I'm a bit confused. See again, the mystery, the enigma. How many do you have? Re- how many records do you have out? We've uh, we've been a band for about what a year and a half. Yeah, something around there. So we have the one record that we released ourselves um, that Tin Angel might put out overseas, and then we're sitting on the second one that we are going to release with Edefix. Right. So when I said earlier in the introduction that you'd yet to release a record, one of you could have corrected me. <laughs> you, 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 uh, well, we have yet to really. I mean, we have yet to release our second <laughs> record with with Edefix, but we do have the the first one out. But it's not it's not under any label or anything. Okay, so I so people can I can I get that? I don't know if I I don't have that. I don't think, or I would have known. It's not available online right now because we're doing a, a re release. So it's uh, it's uh, being held. At the oh, moment okay. Until so it, it's until kind of out of re-released. print, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. And we've sold out of all of our copies of it, so. Oh, okay. All right. Does this all make sense? I, I just I should have picked one up when I had the chance. All right. This this <laughs> makes more sense to me. Now, uh, I want to uh, call back to something uh, Eliza said. You you said you went to the Etobicoke School of the Arts. Etobicoke is a weird place to me now, and I think it's known around the world because of the Ford family. Our, uh, yeah. Uh, the late <laughs> the late former mayor Rob Ford, his brother Doug, and and that whole family. So. Did you live in Etobicoke? Could you tell us more about Etobicoke? The fact that it has a school of the arts does not align yeah. with my general perception of what Etobicoke might be. 
For sure, yeah, definitely a, a tension there in terms of the art school being in Etobicoke. But uh, I actually grew up sort of around Spadina and Dupont, or half the time at Spadina and Dupont, and half the time at Bathurst and Queen. Okay. Um, so I had a long commute to school. And 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 I mean, I also will say that one of the other uh, famous exports from Etobicoke is likely uh, a band called Rio Statics. Uh, do you did you know that band? Huh, no. No, so the Rio Statics are. Do you know them now? Have you, have you heard of them? I've heard the name for sure, but I had no idea they had anything to do with Etobicoke. Yeah, I believe that some of them are from Etobicoke. Um, oh, very cool. So, so Etobicoke is weird. Etobicoke yeah, was also, a bit uh, weird, right? Emily Emily Haynes from Metric went to my high school. Right, and uh, uh, Alex from Colspex is from Etobicoke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's basically Toronto, though. It's not that unusual that so many. Yeah, yeah, it's part. It's part of the GTA. Right. Okay. So you you had a good time. No, took a, okay. Okay. Now I want to <laughs> I, I want to go back to trying to learn more about you uh, uh, through each of you. So uh, Eliza, can you tell us what Nick's upbringing was like? Hmm. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a try. I mean, uh, London, Ontario. You know, weird, creative kid. Definitely, definitely had a hard time from from what I gather. Yep. Didn't you? I think you went to five different high schools. Is that true? I went to f- uh, four four high schools. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? Why was that? Uh, well, I did French immersion. Um, so the first French immersion high school I went to was awful. I went to another. It was equally as awful, but I got I got my French immersion. And then I went to an arts high school, uh, and then dropped out of that, and then moved away, and then came back and finished high school and went to another one. Oh, oh, and he was a huge Rush fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. When I was a kid, absolutely it was. Yeah. I was I went to I spent all of my time uh from the time I was about fourteen till the time I was about seventeen at a bar called the Embassy. Yes. Uh, which has been torn down. It's got it got torn down the embassy. Part yeah, it's it burnt down and then they tore it down now. It's just a a, a lot. I saw lots of great shows. I saw I saw I saw some of my favorite shows at the Embassy in, in London. I s I've seen amazing shows at the Embassy, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, our, my best friend's uncle did sound there, Ian Gifford, and we'd just go to the front door and say, hey, we're going to see Ian, and then we'd be in for the night. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so... so like Thursday to Sunday every week, live music it was great. So you felt like an oddball, but there was also something going on in the art scene that you could relate to. Oh, there was there was a lot, yeah. And uh, Ian Doig Phaneuf put on some really incredible shows, and there was... Uh, some great festivals uh and there was at the time there was the o arts collective that was really doing some cool things um some good house shows and stuff like that so there was there was definitely a lot of music and uh and there was like it was you know compared to halifax there were so many touring bands coming through all the time which was uh i learned a lot from that right Um, wasn't the almost nobody comes and tours out to halifax at all it's kind of sad well it's it's remote yeah absolutely it's not on the touring circuit. That's fair to say. Wasn't the were you familiar with something in London called the No Festival? No Festival. No. Uh, I saw Thurston no. Moore play there many many years ago. Oh wow! No, I don't know it at all. Okay, he just did like a noise set. It was really fun. Anyway, I don't know if that's that still awesome. goes on or whatever. Anyway, London London's okay. All right. Now, Nick, <laughs> Nick, I want to ask you about Eliza. Were you involved in raising Eliza in any way? In raising Eliza. <laughs> in any in any sense, yeah. It turns out Nick was actually my babysitter. Yeah. 
Is that actually true somehow? <laughs> no, only a couple of years older than Eliza. <laughs> okay. So you're not, there's no way you would have had a formative influence on her. Uh, I don't know. That that being said, I think we've we've taught each other a lot. I was just thinking the other day about how much how much Nick has taught me about endurance. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Patience. <laughs> Persistence That's in the cool. face of adversity. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we're both still pretty young and having spent so much time together, especially traveling, you really get to know someone. And One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com learn a lot about yourself inevitably and a lot about whoever you're with now is is there is there more to your relationship than than bandmates uh no what uh friends kind of we drink wine sometimes mostly we just play music together yeah i just wasn't sure i and it's not it's none of my business it's none of anyone's business really uh but uh I've just taken on a slightly rude tone for this interview, so I thought I would carry it forward <laughs> and ask an incredibly nosy question about your personal lives. I mean, we were, we were married once. Yeah, other than other than the the botched marriage, not not much not much other sort of relationship stuff. Uh, how does a marriage get botched? <laughs> how does it get botched? Well, I, uh, I guess a marriage That's I could cool. see getting botched, but wed- was the wedding botched or was the marriage botched? The whole it, well, like what we we tried to make this really nice marriage, and then it rained, and you know, it just you make it mostly out of sugar, and it's going to fall apart, right? I'm sorry, it rained on your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's unusual. I've heard how of far, weddings how far can we take this? Yeah. again. Wedding ceremonies. I think, I think it could rain whole, on a wedding ceremony. The whole ceremony. tangent is dead. Yeah. <laughs> when Ray Murphy gets wet, when the sugar comes down at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so you guys, uh, how did you two meet? Um, we met during, we both ended up playing music for this theatrical production that a friend of ours, Bryn, was putting on in Halifax. And it was actually a traveling show. It was called Collodian Remedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she was putting it on in a bunch of different cities in Canada. And she ended up in Halifax. And what she would do is get a few local musicians from each stop to play two or three songs in between each act of the play. So Nick and I ended up being one of the few, or two of the few musicians that she got for Halifax. Um, so we met that night. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, okay. So, and then how soon after that did you begin collaborating together uh, on music? Uh, it not was like soon. six, seven months later? Yeah, at least half a year went by. Like we each played our solo sets and really liked each other's stuff and then never really got in touch. And then I guess six or seven months later, Nick showed up at the cafe I was working at with a, a friend of ours who was booking a show that we both had ended up being on the bill for. 
and I suggested that we play a song together, and then the rest is history. Yeah. Now that that is an important distinction. You two still maintain uh, solo uh, artist existences, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, More so, so, Nick, these days, but I definitely uh, have been sitting on something, <laughs> something for a while. I used to play a lot of solo cello vocal shows with a loop pedal, oh, okay. and have yeah have a couple recordings that I'm sort of trying to figure out how, when, where to release. Okay, so some of it's so and Nick, uh, Nick, I saw you play solo in uh, St. John's, Newfoundland at Lonyvania mm. last year. So I'm, uh, I knew you were uh, doing that. Do you also have a uh, stuff that you could put out as yourself? Yeah, I'm working on um, two albums concurrently right now. Um, I've got I've got about three years worth of songwriting, and I'm just trying to figure out exactly how I want to release it, uh, put it put it together. Maybe I throw all but three songs away. I'm not sure exactly what I want to do. Okay, yet. okay. Yeah. Now uh, you two, uh, or at least in Mon- in, in, in Mauno, there's a, a, a pretty idiosyncratic uh, sound. Uh, did you articulate? any of this did you sort of discuss where you wanted to take the thing or possible influences on it uh, eliza can you speak to that like do you, can you maybe explain uh where mano uh, the aesthetic of mano comes from uh yeah for sure i think a lot of it has sort of come out of nick and i having really different approaches to music and sort of the tension that that breeds i know in terms of uh the kind of music we were raised on and the kind of music we listen to now. I mean, we obviously have a lot of stuff in common, but for the most part, we have a very different groundworks. So I think the way that we approach music being so different sort of bred that idiosyncrasy. Yeah, I think it's honestly just, uh, yeah, it's, it's completely different approaches. And we just, we don't try to make the music anything. We just sort of uh, try to solve problems as they arise and, and make the song as good as we can make it, uh, given our most natural responses. So Yeah, I think it's taken a long time to sort of trust each other enough and trust ourselves enough to just go at a song head on and play what we really feel sounds good and then edit it afterwards. Okay, now is, is there, I'm trying to frame this in a way where I feel like it would be heavy-handed of you to to cite... Uh, maybe specific influences um, on the sound, and and I think that's fine because it's up to other people to figure out where you're coming from, really, and where what. I mean, uh, we all will listen to your band and think we know where it's coming from based on our own, um, you know, biases and interests. I guess is there a common album or a common artist that you two agree on the most? Uh. I'm not sure. I mean, we definitely have a... D'Angelo? D'Angelo, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, we've gotten, uh, you know, Grizzly Bear, Dirty Projectors a lot, which are bands that we're both really into. Uh, oh, I don't you know, mean I think... as comparisons to you? Like people, yeah, yeah, to yeah, Mauno. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I approach bass playing from sort of a bass-centric, musical, historical <laughs> place. Like, I'm, I'm super into Paul McCartney and, like, James Jamerson and you know, bass players. Sure. And I feel like I play bass from that standpoint, whereas Nick is really into guitarists and vocalists. Okay. Mm, absolutely, uh, yeah. Nick, is there... Uh, uh, Eliza mentioned a few other, you know, external people, entities. Uh, is there anything that, that you hear in what you're doing or that you can hear bleeding through in what you guys are doing? Oh, uh, like influences, you mean? 
I guess influences are just like things where, you know, sometimes when we travel together and experience things together, Mm-hmm. Those yeah. whatever you're experiencing together will feed its way into a band. I'm just curious if you. I remember uh, when we saw Weaves for the first time at Lanya Vanya in St. John's. I was uh, getting my coat on and leaving because I was exhausted, and Weaves was getting up on stage as I was walking out the door, and they played their first three or four notes, and I just <laughs> slowly turned around, mouth agape, and took off my jacket. And started watching them and then started madly looking around the room for Nick. And he was standing <laughs> on, the on, PA. <laughs> yeah, on the PA on the side of the stage, just staring at them, completely transfixed. And, well, this, you know, we haven't been able to stop talking about them since. That show was at the ship at Lanya Vanya. Yeah, yeah. Was, and yeah, yeah. It was a crazy show. <laughs> it, was, it was really bananas. Like, I've seen Weaves a few times, but I that was really, really special and, and magical. Yeah, and, and everyone in the room who stayed knew it. Um, so I could yeah. see that. Um, okay. So, I mean, it sounds like, con- so that, that stands to reason that contemporaries might have a, an influence on you as much as anything classic or from Abs- your youth. Absolutely. I mean, touring as much as we have, uh, in the past year and playing as many shows together and spending as much time as we have together, the, the majority of the music that we've experienced together is live music or has been live music. So the majority of our influences have just been sort of the shared experience of being in a room and experiencing a show together. Um, so it's mostly contemporaries. And when, right. we, when we drive, we rarely listen to music. It's, well, the stereo is broken in the summer, right? Yeah, so we, we would just drive in complete silence almost the in entire In retrospect, summer. that seems wild. I have no idea how we, how we drove across the country without music, but it just, seemed fine. We developed this really intense interiority <laughs> and had really intense conversations. Well, there's this romanticized notion that people in bands might want to listen to super loud music when they're driving, but it's usually the exact opposite. Yeah, dead silence. Because you're at a show for six hours or seven or eight hours a night, and all you're doing yeah, is definitely. thinking about sound and music. Yeah, and you get really serious ear fatigue too. Yeah, but I do think that what I noticed a few years ago is that more of people that were on the road were uh, listening to comedy albums, and I guess now podcasts have kind of supplanted that a little bit. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. So just not I music think. because you're yeah you're immersed in music. It's weird to Absolutely. always. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember the first time I saw Z's uh, play. I, the drummer just blew blew my mind, and I remember talking to him afterwards, like, "What are your influences? What do you listen to? Where did this come from? How did you do that?" And he's like, "Oh, I mostly just listen to like talk radio and Phil Collins. <laughs> it's like, I just want I just want something to relax to. Recipe for success. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the old talk radio Phil Collins uh, <laughs> Phil Collins combo. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's I think that you've nailed it there. But seriously, uh, <laughs> that maybe that record is anyway. Um, <laughs> here's a weird question, maybe based on my confusion about your output thus far. Um, maybe this is no, this is valid. How many songs would you say Mauno have written thus far? Like how many songs are circulating in your catalog, so to speak? Twenty, uh, maybe sixteen, something like that. Yeah, something like that. We have, a, we have a bunch that we've thrown out. We probably have like seven that we've thrown out just over the course of playing them. You get tired. Right. And how many are uh, how many appear on the first record? Uh, eight. Eight. Okay. So you've got a, another record, basically, that you're working on. Yeah, absolutely. And we have, I mean, the, the, the new record that we were working on is about, uh, we have about 16 tracks to play with that are cohesive and they fit together and then other than that we've got another probably 15 tracks that we could we could use um 
So we've got lots of material, lots of stuff written. It's just a matter of trying to make something that's a, a, not just a, a grouping of songs, but like a really cohesive record. Okay. And, and, yeah. and I mentioned earlier that there is a new uh, configuration for Mauno. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, well, I, for a couple of years, toured uh, under my own name uh, as uh, just Nick Everett. And when I finally took on a band, it was two friends from Cape Breton, uh, Adam White on drums and Scott Bigger on, or Scott Pedro. Oh my God. <laughs> Scott Pedro. I, I play in a band with Scott Bigger and Scott Pedro, and I get the, their names mixed all the time, but Scott Pedro on bass. Uh, and yeah, so we toured together for uh, about a year and a half and played, I don't know, a hundred, like 150 shows or something like that. And then uh, it just made sense to bring them back on because their chemistry together they played in bands for about 10 years together in sydney uh, cape breton and they just have uh they have yeah it's incredible chemistry together and they're really really stellar players right Yeah, totally yeah and so they if i have this correct mauna went from a three-piece to a four-piece now yeah yeah and is that we added Scott on guitar and uh, adam is subbed in for evan on, on drums right and and how's that feeling to be you know that's that's extra an extra person extra instrument uh how's that feeling uh it's great yeah it's been it's been awesome it was definitely a hard transition in some ways because we really i think we really owed a big part of our sound to the fact that we were a three-piece but you know scott's amazing to work with and he has some pretty great ideas so it wasn't it wasn't too difficult but it definitely changes the sound changes all of our roles as well well, the show I saw at the Garrison that we were alluding to earlier for the E-Day Fix anniversary party, I mean, that was remarkable. You guys sounded really, really great, and you clearly looked like you were having lots of fun in your own way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, Scott and Adam are also just hilarious, amazing people, so we definitely have a lot of fun with them. <laughs> right. So we're, we're, we're gearing up for a Mauno hiatus uh, while Eliza's away. What is actually then next uh for the band and and nick are you able to like fool around with the the tracks that you've laid down and work on the record in some way while eliza's gone or how what's going to happen oh yeah yeah i'll be putting the well, well adam and scott and i'll be putting the the touches final touches on the record as uh for the first part of while eliza's away and then um i'm applying right now to do the census in northwest territories um and I have my own solo stuff I can work on, and I, uh, I study sound art with uh, a friend in Toronto. Eli Rosenblum is really amazing. Um, so there's, I have endless projects that I could do. Um, it's it's not so much. Uh, it doesn't feel like I'm stopping anything. It just I, I suddenly get to change tack or change focus. Yeah, and I I don't know. I'm kind of keen to have like a bit of a somewhat of a postal service type thing going on while I'm away. Like I think I'm gonna try and rent a nice mic while I'm there and put some harmonies on the album and keep sending stuff back and forth oh nice that's cool and are you are you going to you're not are you bringing a bass with you uh, i'm not bringing a bass but i'm definitely gonna uh find a cheap one to rent while i'm over there oh, okay so you're gonna you're you're not planning to take a total break from music it sounds like no definitely not i don't think i could it's not really a possibility <laughs> or an option I don't know if you're studying German. I bet that's. It just seems to me that that would be a very stringent curriculum. Knowing what I know of Germans, <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a weird? Is that is that a weird thing uh, to say at the end? 
<laughs> it's okay. That's a great note to leave on. I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> well, uh, I, I do appreciate uh, speaking with you too, and I want to let people know that once again, Mauno is on tour. Oh, that's actually a thing I wanted to ask you about. Are you on tour or are you just doing Guelph? Uh, we're doing. We're going to be playing in Montreal on Thursday at, uh, at a little place called Blackfish. Uh, Poisson Noir, um, and then Toronto, or the, we'll be in Kazoo for Friday and Saturday, and then we're going to be playing at the Handlebar on Sunday night. Okay, so that's so in what Toronto. are we? So that's Thursday. So that's like the seventh. No, wait, seventh, eighth, and yeah, the ninth, seventh, and tenth, and then the ninth and the tenth, I think. Okay. Yeah. Oh, do you know much about your Guelph show? Because I, as I mentioned, you you seem to be playing a boxing venue or something. Yeah, as far as I know, the, uh, is it uh, Yonatan Gat? I don't know how to pronounce it properly. I've only ever read it. Um, is going to be playing, and I don't know anything about the other performers, honestly. I, I, I leave it in David Lander's hands, his very competent hands. and uh, his beautiful, capable hands. Yeah, his beautiful, <laughs> well-manicured, uh, incredible hands. Anyway, uh, so we're going to show up, and, and it's going to be a great show. I just know it is. It's always an, a great time whenever we're in Guelph and... David All right. yeah. just taking care of us. Yeah. yeah, we're glad you're coming to Guelph. It's great. Mm-hmm. So again, Mauno performing, uh, as they mentioned, in Montreal and uh, Guelph and Toronto. And you can see them at TNT Boxing on April 9th in Guelph for Kazoo Fest. And you can learn more about, well, you can learn a little bit more about them at mauno.bandcamp.com, which is currently a, a barren musical wasteland. <laughs> not, not much to learn on there but definitely definitely check it out there's like a photo yeah. and nothing there's just like a photo but much about us <laughs> on instagram maybe a little bit too much about us on our instagram <laughs> loads of disturbing content at grandpa mauno g-r-a-m-p-o mauno Grandpa. <laughs> is it grandpo? Grandpo Mauno? Oh, or? Damn it. Uh, grandpa. It. Grandpa. That's O O O P P. Okay, Grandpa Mauno. And this is because your your band is named for your grandfather, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. And it's also a play on words because it's like Gram Grandpa, like Instagram pa, you know? Oh. There we go. Oh. <laughs> it's a good it's a good Instagram. So I hope people check that out. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there a song by Mauno that we can go out on right now? Yeah, uh, we'll go out on uh, Nothing. Uh, nothing. Off of the last album we released, uh, Rough Master. This is a song that you... Did you not do a, like a radio session for this song? Yeah, we did a video session uh, with C- CHMA. Okay. And is there anything... Transmissions right. session, yeah. Right. Is there anything about Nothing that you can tell us? Please don't say Nothing. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, I think, one of the first songs that we arranged together. Yeah, somehow it's our go-to. I guess it's somewhat of a, a single. Okay. I mean, did, we released it as a single, right? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I it was catchy. A, is there another song that was a single on Exclaim? <laughs> I thought I saw something else. Oh, Champs was on Exclaim, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny, kind of the two outliers of the album, come to think of it. Well, maybe that's what you wanted. You wanted people to get the weird stuff first. Yeah, get yeah. it. Get okay. it out of there. <laughs> the mutual systems. <laughs> All right. Well, this is nothing by Mauno. Uh, Nick, Eliza, this was a pleasure. Thank you for being on the program and best of luck with everything going forward. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Used to be that you've called. 
Nothing. The song Nothing. Thanks to Eliza and Nick of Mount for being on the show. Go see them play shows. That is an excellent band. It was uh, nice to have them on the program. Now, as some of you know, you can listen to Creative Control with Vishkana on iTunes, audioboom.com, vishkana.com, and probably other places too, all over the internet. It seems to be places that I didn't even know existed. So good. The show's out there. You can also make a flexible monthly donation to our Patreon page, patreon.com, and uh, go go there and then look up Creative Control with Vishkana with two Ks. Also, Creative Control with Vishkana is on Facebook. We have a nice Facebook page. It's very lovely. It's a beautiful Facebook page. And on Twitter, at Vishcreative. I'm on Twitter, at Vishkana. The show is available in some form or another. Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph and at CFRU.ca around the world. And there's more episodes coming up. I believe this is a two-episode week. Uh, because of Kazoo Fest, I, my plan is to have Cupcake Duct Tape on the show next. Uh, haven't done that episode yet, so I don't normally tell you that something's coming up unless I know it's done. But what the hell? It'll happen. What's the worst that can happen? It doesn't happen. But that's the plan. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, please, please, please consider coming to see one or maybe both of the live tapings I'm doing in Toronto this week on April 8th at the Transac as part of the Spur Festival, and then on April 9th at the Drake Underground as a presentation by the Corporation of Massey Hall, which is very exciting. Can you imagine seeing me do this show at Massey Hall? Wouldn't that be something? I think that would be something. Well, let's get there. Let's get there together. Come out to these shows, and then they'll say... Oh, people like you. They they want to see you do these things. Let's put you in one of the most legendary buildings in North America now. That's what will happen. So please do that. All right, that's all I have for now. I will talk to you very soon. Goodbye for now. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The best way to give someone a gift they'll never forget is to give a gift they'll always use. American Giant makes clothes that just keep getting better with age, like their iconic full-zip hoodie that's designed to last for decades. And a gift they'll wear for years is a gift that keeps on giving. But American Giant makes a lot more than just hoodies. They have impossibly comfy sweaters, classic T-shirts, soft, structured sweatpants, even classic everyday denim, all made right here in the USA, with a quality you'll have to feel to believe. Be a gift-giving giant this holiday season at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code GRATEFULAG23.
That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code GRATEFULAG23.